Hello again, my name is Vikram Rajan. I am the host of the show, Why We Podcast, where we talk to other attorneys, accountants, coaches, and consultants about how their show helps, how their show helps their audience, their potential clients, how it helps their guests, and how, of course, their show even helps themselves, their organization, their mission, their businesses and practices. I'm the co-founder of Video Socials. We are a video blogging and podcast promotion community where those kinds of folks come together and record their podcast promo videos and video blogs on our platform together, fun and done. So I'm looking forward to getting to know our guests and for me as a podcast host to learn from them. And I am sure you will be inspired and educated by them as well. So let's get to know our guests. Uh, we'll kind of go in the order that I choose. So they'll be on their feet, and, but they're going to get to know each other well. They don't probably don't know each other very well, but they will by the end of the show. Aaron, can you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your business and what you do for a living, and then we'll kind of transition of how and why you started your show. Sure. Thanks so much for having me. So I'm Aaron Harrigan. I'm a Christian wife and emptiness mom. I love tacos. I love the 80s. And I am a coach for ambitious women of faith and business. And what I do is help them to really get focused by tuning out the world, tuning into God's truth and turning up their focus. We apply biblical wisdom to what it looks like to actually be in business and do what I call redefining hustle and pursuing success God's way. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about what you mean by redefining hustle a little bit yeah. later. But, but first, I'd like to get to know Skylar. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I really appreciate you having me on. Um, my show is called Sky, the Service Guy. Um, I talk sales, service, everything in between. Aaron, I love that you're talking with uh, women about faith, that's something that unplanned has started to happen a lot on my show. And I just had a particular guest on that I, I would love to connect you to. She's got a fantastic story. So I'm just just happy to be here. Thanks for having me on, Vic. Well, I think right here, you're kind of noticing why I created it as a panel show, really for you guys to network. And that's kind of a nat uh, really cool connection. Did not mm -hmm. expect it and plan, but I think it's really neat because it's really cool to create that community. Skylar, what do you do for a living and, and how does that dovetail with your show? So I do a few different things. I um, Part of what I do is private consulting for companies in the green industry. So lawn care, pest control. I also help out HVAC businesses um, and I help the, the business owner essentially stop working in his business and mm -hmm. on his business. So I help them figure out not, not what we need to do, but who are we gonna have do it for us and delegate those right. things. And then I also come in and I do in-person sales and service training with their people. That's cool. What about you, Jen? What do you do for everybody? Uh, so my background, thank you, by the way, for having me on as well. It's so nice to meet you guys and hear your stories as well. Um, so my background is in agriculture. I've worked um, professionally in um, for university extension and other, other ways um, of being a service pr provider in agriculture for more than 25 years. And I've been a farmer for more than 20 years. And I recently left my position with um, extension and have been trying to figure out how I can continue to serve this audience of farmers and ranchers. And I, and I work 
out of the Northeast, but I work across the country as well. And I'm connected to folks across the country. And what I've come to realize is that there are a ton of people who are new to farming. They, they are first generation folks. Um, mm-hmm. It's not always, you know, multiple generations. It's, it's people finding their way. So that's what the podcast is about is, is really folks who are um, figuring it out. Not all, all the time are they first generation. Sometimes they are folks who've left and have decided to come back, but it's really about the human side of, of deciding to farm and then what that's taken and what sure. it does. So yeah, this. Are, are you a, are you a first gen farmer or a multi-generational farmer yourself? Like how did you get into it? That's well, that's actually exactly how I figured it out. Uh, connected with other people in this, a similar situation. I would say that I'm a first gen, but I'm a returning so okay. we, skipped, we skipped two generations in my family. So my grandparents and my parents didn't farm, didn't do any of that. And I was really driven to do it. And so didn't inherit a farm, didn't have any equipment. Like it's all been, you know, built from the ground up. And I realized as I went out in the world, I talked to more and more people who were having the same kind of an experience. Yeah. That's really neat. So in your blood and a calling uh, which I think Aaron and both Scholar can can understand the calling uh, to serve, and and you find yourself uh, in a profession that isn't all that common necessarily in the Northeast. I may be wrong. Uh, I, you know, I'm in the middle of Manhattan, so I have a skewed perspective of what farming is. Uh, <laughs> where are you in the in the Northeast, Jen? Uh, so I'm I'm physically located in Vermont. Um, okay. I. I I manage some projects, still sure. manage some projects that are, you know, New England and then the greater Northeast. Um, but across the country, it's less than 1% of our population are related yeah. to farming and ranching. Right. So it's, and it's been declining over time. Um, and I think that there's an influx of folks who want to get into this and they don't necessarily know how to. And Was that the impetus for your show, uh, Choosing to Farm and and... And how did that even come about? When did you start the show? And, and what was that trigger aha moment of like, yeah, no, this is what I really need to do. Like, what, what was going on? So it's not very old. Um, so so I started um, publishing episodes in January of this year. Um, I'm dropping episode 15 this weekend. Um, and really the impetus started back last fall when I happened to find a Facebook ad with a a boot camp for how how to learn how to podcast and ended up enrolling in a course and realized over the course of the the last six months speaking for farmers is what I've done my entire career and this is a and bringing farmers together to share their stories is what I've done this is just a different platform to do that so it's it's exciting to be able to do that and have them tell their stories about sure. how they've gotten started and what their worst day is and <laughs> so yeah. Real stories. And it's because I want people to be successful. I want them, I want there to be more farmers and ranchers, but I want them to also come in with their eyes open and to, to have heard that not every day is an Instagram worthy kind of a day. Sure. (laughs) Not all sunshine and rainbows. um, Sure. And so the name of your show is Choosing to Farm. It is Choosing to Farm. Is it audio and video or how, how, what's the modality? Uh, so I do it as um, a strictly an audio at this point. Yeah. Um, how did you come to the name? Why choosing to farm? I mean, I can kind of guess, but like, how did you happen to have that name? Um, it started probably four or five years ago. I had an idea for a book. Um, 
and wanted to interview. I had friends who had gone away, like they'd grown up on farms, had gone away, right. done entirely different careers and, um, and then came back. And I just wanted to tell their story. I just thought these guys are interesting. Like, and we did one interview for the book. Um, it never went anywhere else. <laughs> but I wrote the note at that time that it, the essence of that whole interview, the three hour conversation was why did he choose to come back? Is farming a choice? Should it be a choice? Is there an expectation? You know, multi-generational folks right. have expectations placed sure. on them. And so this is a choice. And do we make this choice every day? Do, is it a calling? Do we make the choice once? And we're like, nope, that's what I am. Um, so that's some of the stuff we, we don't talk about the technical parts of, of farming so much, but we definitely talk about the human parts of farming. Sure. Yeah. That's great. That's fantastic. So it is very much the why and the choice. It that's is. excellent. I asked that question and I've asked, so we're a non-denominational show. I wouldn't say that we're a faith-based show, but I, I do, um, but I, we do have that ongoing question of, is this a calling or mm -hmm. is this, you know, sure. Yeah, it's it, it. We get into some of this stuff. Um, some folks are more willing to talk about it than others. So I sort of read the audience. But um. yeah, I can imagine anything that is um, arduous and long term and doesn't necessarily make sense off the bat um, has some nature of calling per se, where there is a some inner spirit or concept there. Um, even entrepreneurship can be that it can be described that way, right? Where it's it's not um, always a rational choice <laughs> to have your own business. Uh, maybe there's an easier path, a nine to five path. In some ways, can be easier, not necessarily, uh, but it can be perceived as such. And yet, uh, it's beyond the money very often of entrepreneurship. I know that. So from that aspect, I can see how other uh, professions are are avocations beyond vocations. Skylar, what about you? How and why did you start your show? What's the name of your show? How did you even come up with the name and the concept of your show? Well, part of it is all the businesses I help, my friends in my circle, they know me as, oh, that's the service guy. You know, if you have a service business, that's the one to yeah. talk to. He can help you. And if he can't help you, he can find somebody who can. So part of it is it was just kind of my nickname. It's it's what I it's what I go by here in the area is the service guy. So uh, that was part of how I named the show. The real reason I started the show, which was to was to market outside of my circle and to get some new clients and get some new ears listening to me and make new connections. And to tell you the truth, Vic, I'm I'm a terrible networker. <laughs> I, I usually only network out of necessity where it's, oh, this business needs help with something. I don't have someone in the circle that can do that. I need to go find that. And having the show has forced me to get outside my own comfort zone and grow a little bit. Um, and kind of to piggyback off of what Jen was saying, it's, it's such a strange thing, but now, and I told Aaron, as we were getting started about this, I'm finding these connections with faith in what I'm doing. And now here I am on this panel with, with the three of you. And it's like, you know, coincidence, I think not. So just, uh, just very, very fascinating. It is fascinating. So who do you interview on your show? Is it other service professionals? And, and what does yeah. that mean? What are they talking about? Well, so I interview folks with all kinds of different sales and service experience. Uh, some of them are managers. Some of them are brand new salespeople. Some of them are business owners. The last person I just interviewed, she was the inspiration for one of my clients. It was somebody he had met early on who 
convinced him that they, he didn't have to limit himself. So I reached out to her and I wanted to hear the story from her side. And yeah. she had an amazing career in the military. And now she's a uh, small business person um, living outside the Atlanta, Georgia area. And she's just very, very successful and powerful. So that was the last interview I did, but mostly service providers and small business folks as well. And how has that worked out, right? So there was a, a marketing um motive essentially mm -hmm. right for you from a networking standpoint these could be potential clients when sure. did you start your show and and how has it progressed in that regard for for your marketing so i started here in january and yeah. before the clients i had were just people in my circle and this is definitely brought in i've got six new clients this year but more importantly than the clients i have probably 10 new people in my circle that i can refer and use right part of the consultation you know, because I'm not an expert in every single detail, but I am an expert at being creative and figuring out how to get things done. So that has been, it's just been a total game changer. And this was, it was never really my intent to, um, to almost have fun doing the show. Yeah. But now it's a total motivation where it lets me exercise that creative part of my brain and just have fun talking to people. So it's, it's been really, really good all the way around. So what and I'm going to get back to the fun point. So I, sure. I, I don't want to let go of that. Uh, but to that point, you mentioned that it wasn't the impetus because for a lot of our clients, very much the fun aspect that comes up in every conversation I talk to with our clients where, mm -hmm. so we have, you know, different things happening in our company. We have a video blogging platform and video blogging where you're just staring at the black hole of a camera all by yourself. Right. Very often is not fun. You know, it's very intimidating for someone who's not used to it. It's like you kind of have to play act. You have to have a retail smile and pretend that someone's on the other side of the screen. Yeah. They're not. Um, and so it's not fun. So we bring them together in a group environment so that it is together fun and done. In this environment, I don't need to pretend uh, that I'm having fun because I am. I'm getting to know you guys. And even if it sometimes it becomes a very serious subject, because the subject matter that you're talking about, I remember last time, you know, it's a very, very heavy subject of who they interview and it's um, very traumatic uh, type of experiences. So you know, it's not fun in the sense of it's silly, but at the same sure. time, it's inspirational and moving in that sense. So it's still uh, an, an emotional um, uh, experience in a, in a good way. So for I, I find that interesting that you mentioned that it wasn't originally a concept of fun but i think for a lot of people they kind of have to get a kick out of wanting to be what i call a talk show host essentially right you know right. And, and if they don't get a kick out of it then there's other things to do to make a buck um you know there there are other marketing tools marketing uh, ways of doing it uh so what was your aha moment though so it wasn't for the fun of it per se but what kind of triggered you of going huh this might be an interesting way to expand my network and my marketing, et cetera. What, what triggered you? Yeah, that? there's a um, pest control company I did some consulting for um, in North Carolina, and they have a podcast called Bug Bucks, and they, right. they interview other pest control owners and things like that. And when I seen how many business owners were reaching out to them to share success stories, that's mostly what they share on their show, I thought, yeah. oh, my goodness. I should be sharing my success stories or I, having other business owners on and sharing theirs. Right. There's just not, sometimes through media, whether it be the news or TV, we get a lot of negativity. Sure. And I just thought, wow, what a positive way to, to give people that platform. And, and then yeah. obviously I can do my, my marketing motive behind it as well. Sure. You know, so, so it's just kind of a win win. It serves both. 
That's really cool. What about you, Aaron? So, uh, how, you know, you talk about redefining hustle. What does that mean? And how did that come in to become a show? And <laughs> why, why even have a podcast? Yeah. So I spent 25 years in corporate America. 12 years ago, while I was still in corporate, I started a network marketing business and all in the interest of creating the life that I wanted and having time freedom and all of those things. I am what I call a recovering driver, striver, and achievement chaser. I've okay. been that my whole life. And so I've always done things my way. And I've always gone after the next goal and the next goal and the next goal. And after a while, that gets a little tiring. And I had success, but I hit a wall in 2014. And I kind of woke up and said, this is not like the talking head song, right? Like, this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful car. Like, this is not what I thought success would be. And so in that moment, I swallowed my pride. I reached out to a mentor and she said, you don't know who you are or whose you are. And you're taking on all of this burden and all of this responsibility as if you control it all. And you don't. And she asked me if I had a relationship with Jesus. And I said, well, of course I do. Because at the time, I knew God, but to me, Jesus was sort of this mashup of the law of attraction and the universe and like some guy. So on that fateful day in October, 2014, um, I gave my life to Christ and that began to change, of course, everything. But what, what I came to know, we talked a little bit about this earlier, this idea of calling is that when you are gifted with certain gifts and talents and that crosses paths with an opportunity where you can actually administer those gifts and talents, you are then walking in your calling. And what I came to learn over the next sort of four to five years is that my business became my idol. My business became my savior. Achievement became what I sought after for fulfillment. And so, of course, that would not fully fill me because those things are always changing. And if we're wrapping our identity and our idea of hustle in what is the next recognition and what's the next increase and what's the next promotion, any of that can be wiped away at any time. I think we all, many of us experienced that over the last couple of years, right? We were in charge of none of that. So this, this idea that I am a, an ambitious woman, I'm also adrenalized by the hustle in conversations I was hearing people say, um, but we hustle with heart. And I was like, well, what is this idea of hustle with heart? Like we're intentional and we come from a service perspective. And so out of that came this idea of heart and through prayer, what I believe um, God revealed to me was that heart stands for helping entrepreneurs align results to God's truth. In other words, the results of the achievement and the money and the things and the recognition is not defined by the world. It's defined by how well am I stewarding what God has given me to do? How well am I walking out this assignment that he's given me? And so that launched the Hustle with Heart coaching that I do, and it launched the Hustle with Heart podcast. And why I chose to do a podcast is because for years in my network marketing business, I was always told, use your car as your rolling university. And so when I was commuting and I was traveling a lot for my corporate job, I was always listening to podcasts and I was learning so much and listening to audiobooks. And I thought, this is such a great medium for people who are on the go, who want to fill their minds and renew their minds and learn, 
but they don't always take the time to sit down and read a book, or maybe they don't have the time in their schedule to go to a conference. And so this idea of a podcast was already something that I was doing. I was listening to them. And so it made sense for me to take this gift of speaking that he's given me and to create a podcast. And what we seek to do on the podcast is really to bring biblical truth to business, but do it in a practical way so that people can put that actually, actually apply it. Because as human beings, we take in a lot of information and we expect that that's going to change everything, but we don't actually apply what we learn. So that's really what I sought to do with the podcast and to reach an audience of very busy, ambitious, successful women in a way that they could take 15 minutes and listen to an episode and be reminded that they are made on purpose for a purpose. And there's actually a scriptural foundation for the work that they're doing and give that to them in bite-sized chunks that they could then go apply practically. You, uh, there's a lot there and we're going to parse it a little bit and bring in Jen and Skylar as well. Um, you alluded to one of my upcoming questions in terms of the structure. So you alluded to the fact that it's a 15 minute show. We're going to get into like structure and how, why all of you have kind of structured this show and how you've given that thought and how it's grown over the months and years. But let's talk about that. So 2014 was a turning point. Mm-hmm. How long after that did you end up starting the show? When did you start your podcast? Apologies. Oh, my okay, dog. it's a dog. In, yeah, hang on. high enough. Uh, so Jen, it's got a while, while we're waiting for, oh, Aaron's back. Okay, the dog behaves. Okay. So, so I was uh, asking, yeah, yeah, when did you start your show? Like, you know. Yeah, so I started uh, coaching and really pulling together the content of this idea of hustle with heart in 2018. And I was working with a coach in 2019 and I'm very comfortable being on video and being on audio. And she said, I think it's time for you to do a podcast. And I knew nothing about podcasting. And so she said, it's just really another medium for getting this message out there and to keep it and do it in bite-sized chunks. Um, because of our attention spans, right? And you asked earlier about this redefining hustle. I just want to touch on that for a second. You know, hustle in the world looks like being very aggressive and, you know, go make it happen. And it's sort of this roar of like, if it is to be, it's up to me and I'm going to be a boss babe and all of these things. But if you look up the definition of hustle, the first definition is actually to work with intention and to work with a sense of urgency. As in, there's a limited amount of time and and we need to be very focused in our work. And so what I found is that as ambitious women, like we grab onto that second definition of hustle. But as I learned from another author, if you if you follow what Jesus actually did in his three years of ministry, Jesus hustled. He worked with intention. He knew he had a limited time to get it done. He worked with small groups. He worked one-on-one. He worked on with big groups. He spoke on small stages, if you will, and, and large stages. And that's what we seek to do. So if we can look at hustle from the standpoint of there is work to be done and we have to take responsibility and take the action, but if we can do it from an intentional space, then we don't get caught up in the outcomes in the way that the world defines success. We can get be focused in what we're seeking to do as we serve others. Uh, so I just wanted to address that really quickly. But mm-hmm. um, these bites, uh, you know, kind of these 15 to 20 minute shows give someone um, 
as my coach was saying, like you can share this message in a way that reaches people beyond what maybe you post on social media or maybe beyond if you're doing a Facebook live, like there are people right. who aren't on social media, but right. they will listen to a podcast and they need to hear this message. So, and I'm going to ask the same thing to Janet Schuyler as well. So it, you are able to fulfill a lot of things in that, let's say 15, 20 minutes. How do you structure it? How do you choose your guests? Um, what is that process like in terms of you preparing, you preparing your guests? Like, what is that like where and then do you follow up with the guest after the episode can you talk to us about the guest process and the structure of the show is kind of part and part, parcel um I can yeah, you're, you're on mute maybe is that all right so, uh, i was actually going to ask aaron uh but jen if you want to go ahead because i think aaron is on mute jen great because it's going to be a question to each one of you but I, I'm, I don't want to assume that your show is 15, 20 minutes. That was my issue there. So how long is your show and what is the guest process like? Uh, so my, my show is um, a bit more of a long form conversation. It, it tends to run um, roughly the conversation um, that I end up recording or at least editing down to is usually around an hour um, with a, a max of maybe an hour 20 if we add in some listener comments or, you know, okay. sort of other, other kind of promo things. Um, and the intention actually is, uh, for, for, for my structure is to, is to be just thinking about my target audience. They are often in a truck yep. or a tractor, or they're outside doing chores or listening in headphones. Um, so a shorter model actually doesn't fit that well for them because they have to get their phone out of their pocket. They have to, you know, they're driving. So something that is around an hour or a little bit longer is is actually ideal for for this audience, um, and I have started with folks that I that I know, and um, because I've been been doing work in agriculture for a long time, I have I have a good starting group of folks. What has been really lovely is when I've been able to share the podcast with other people and right. have fallen into these amazing. I mean, my first couple of interviews with were naturally folks in Vermont that I've known for a long time. I knew they'd sure. be great guests. My fourth or fifth episode was a bison rancher from Montana that was just a reference. And that's still the most widely listened episode so far. And it's just because it's interesting. It's different. It's And so I'm getting folks from lots of different places at this point where some of the listeners are making recommendations. Um, when I travel, I do some traveling to the West a few times a year, and I, I pick up new interesting people through that, conferences, that kind of thing, everywhere. And I just, I follow my gut on this. Like, is this somebody that I think we're going to have an interesting conversation around it? And and I think you asked about preparation. Yeah, um, preparation. I was gonna, it's kind of before, during, and after kind of thing. How do you prepare the guests? How do you prepare yourself? And then what's the follow-up like, if there, if, if there is follow-up? That's, that's totally fair. Um, so I actually, I, uh, I have an intake form on my, on my sure. um, website. So that helps with some of the background information. Um, I do have a pre-prepared email that I send to folks to sort of explain to them how it works. Um, and then essentially the, 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 the first, the, in the beginning, I actually really did prepare some questions and yeah. gotten to a point now where I really don't, I ask them to interview, to introduce themselves in a very basic way. And then we just have a conversation because the idea is 
this is essentially me sitting down next to someone at a conference lunch table or next, you know, in, in the bar in the evening or wherever, like right, right. some of the best farmer conversations in the world happen when you're just hanging out. And that's the yeah. vibe that I'm trying to create. And so it's interesting because I feel sometimes like I don't, if the conversation goes in this direction, I might've had questions that I'd pre-prepared that are over in this direction. We're never going to get there. And it's just awkward to go back. I'd rather <laughs> right. have a whole new episode where people say, oh, I wanted you to ask those questions. I'd rather have that person come back and, and just really go with the flow in, in the moment. Um, and then, and then the sort of the follow-up is typically like I tag them. I, um, you know, when we do social media, I tag them so they can promote the episodes to, I send them thank you notes, that kind of thing, um, follow-up emails. I just like how things are going. But that makes good. sense. Do you ever get together kind of off the show, kind of get together with the with your guests to kind of continue offline, as it were? Absolutely. In fact, one of my most recent guests is actually now um, a Patreon supporter. Uh, awesome. Because, <laughs> because she said, I want to continue to be part of this conversation. So it feels, I don't know if you guys are having the same experiences where you have this interview with or conversation with a person and then they become a friend. Right. I mean, you know, maybe we're not close friends, but we've talked about stuff. And so it's like, we feel like we can reach out to each other again. Um, yeah. And th there is a connection there. So I feel like these are all a bunch of whole new friends. Yeah, it's, it's one of the things that we, um, in the past couple of months, running all these shows for our clients, is something that we haven't brought up or insisted in any formal way. Some people do what you do, Jen. I'm going to ask Skylar the same question. Some people, but a lot of a lot of our clients don't follow up with their guests. It's, and in the beginning, it's almost not, no, it's not necessary, but it's not necessary because you know them so well and you've, these are people that you've known for years, decades. So why do I need to follow up? And it's like, well, we do want there to be a habit of a process because eventually you are going to get to a point like Skylar is where you're, it's a networking platform. And potentially from a marketing standpoint, the guests could be potential clients, could be Patreon supporters. They are referral relationships. I mean, it's good business. And that as much as this is fun, there should be some type of ROI as well. And so that follow-up meeting basically enables us to kind of have much more of an offline conversation. So it's great that you do that, Jen. What about you, Scholar? Have you started that process? And what's, what is, what is uh, before you even get to the after, what is the before and during process for your guests? How do you choose them? What's the vetting, the intake? Sure. At the beginning, most of the guests have been people I already knew that were in my circle. So it was very, very easy to qualify those. As I started to promote my podcast and get myself out there and start to do those networking things, I did a, did a few things through you know, social media. And then I did a few things where I had friends of mine connect me to their friends. Right. Um, the biggest thing when I'm vetting somebody is I just don't want somebody to come on that's only going to plug their product or service. Right. I, I get it. That's, you know, most of the people that I connect to were entrepreneurs and salespeople by heart. It, it's who we are, but I want to have a genuine conversation because now that I've done enough of these, I'm naturally inquisitive. So going back to Jen's point, I don't prepare 20 questions. I did the first time, the first two sure. or three times. And right. it's like, I got through two of them because right. the client, they would mention something and then I'd run off on another tangent, you know? Um, so I usually just prepare maybe three to five things that I really want to know about them. And then as far as uh, preparing them for the actual interview or the podcast, I like to do like a pre-call where it's okay. just a quick 10 minute, hey, this is the kind of stuff I want to talk to you about. If I ask you anything that you're not comfortable with, 
just tell me to ask you a new question and we can edit it out. It's not a big deal. And I just try to kind of like what Jen said, just have a naturally free flowing conversation because I don't want it to be a lot of, uh, a lot of times I've heard other salespeople with their podcasts, they almost come off as an interrogation, <laughs> right? I, we, we, we work with a lot of lawyers. So uh, very often right. I'm probably them. This is a conversation, not a deposition. Right. So, they're on the stand. Or, or an interrogation <laughs> in that sense. Right. Yeah. This is not, not trial. So yeah, yeah, same concept. Yeah. So that's what that looks like. We usually talk for between 30 to 30 minutes to an hour. I'd say my average episodes right around that 35 to 40 minutes. I have a few good. that are a little longer sure. um, only because there was nothing to cut. I mean, if it's good content, <laughs> right? there's just nothing to take out. And I'm not going to shorten something just for the sake of structure. I think you do want to have something that's consistent. Oops. I think you do want to have something that's semi-consistent. But if you have a really good guest on, I'd hate to just cut them just for time. You know, right. it's, this isn't right. cable TV. It's, you know, my yeah. shows on YouTube and Spotify and all those things. So um, and I think my average listener is in, enjoying some kind of 25 to 45 minute commute to work. Right. So whether they can listen to most of it on the way or half and half, yeah. I think I think fits yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, most of us, you know, between commuting or dishes, laundry, um, <laughs> it's a it's a 25 uh, the 35 minute you know, sure. I, I listen to make. all mine when I'm doing yard work. That's when I listen to all. See, my, there you go, both of you. The people uh, I listen to is when I'm doing yard field. work. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I I do it with it all of the above. I don't have a yard, but but it's uh, dishes and laundry, and then going getting the kids. You know. There you go. Uh, so it's it's pretty simple. Uh, what about you, Aaron? Uh, what's that process like in terms of the you know the questions, right? Or what's the guest process like from before, during, and after? Sure. So in 2021, I had a guest monthly. And this year, I'm doing more solo podcasts. But most of those that I'm reaching out to, similar to what Sky said, you know, many of those were people that I already knew. When I look for guests for my podcast, they definitely need to be Christian entrepreneurs. I want to hear about their story. Like, where does that bridging of faith and business happen? And then how can they give something teachable to my audience. And those interviews, the interview podcasts are definitely longer. What I do from a process perspective, similar to what Sky said as well, that I usually have a pre-call or, or mm -hmm. interaction with them. I have a form that they fill in that gives me sort of what are the top things that they, they want to talk about. And then it, that way I can collect all of that information. I have it all set up through my calendar. So they're getting you know, their follow-up and they know when the, the, the link is available and all of those things. And I do the same thing. I, I sort of free flow. There's, there's generally three questions that I ask, which are mainly about sort of tell me about your hustle with heart journey and right. how you're bridging faith and business. And then I kind of take it where it, it needs to go, which I also find is the best way to do it. I love yeah. what you said, Jen, you know, if, if we're prescribing those questions, you know, oftentimes it, it, it becomes a little formulaic. And so then they're not, you're not getting the richness of people kind of thinking on their feet and giving that information. And then as far as follow-up is concerned, um, immediately following our recording, I'm letting them know, okay, it's going to publish on this, this date. And, you know, here's the social media content and here's the link. And, and I also am very clear that I ask them to not only, you know, share it on their social media and tag me into their email list, but I want them to leave a review for the podcast, right. et cetera. And then I am keeping in touch with them. Some of my 
podcast interviewer interview guests have been local to me, but often they're not. And so, but we're connected, you know, in various ways and we tend to run in some of the same circles sometimes. So just keeping in touch with them, seeing what's happening on their podcasts. I've done a lot of podcast guest swaps. So they're sure. online and I'm on theirs. And right. that has led to clients for me and vice versa. Oh, so. And I was going to ask that um, uh, about uh, Skylar in a moment, uh, but Aaron, so do you, do you schedule any uh, kind of a follow-up meeting with them or you just uh, let it kind of be free flow? How, how do you work that? No, we haven't really had follow-up meetings. Yeah. Generally, what's uh, besides sort of the back and forth on kind of the, the copy for them to share and that sort of thing, as I said, we're generally connected in other places, right. whether it's okay. LinkedIn. Um, so many times we're going back and forth on Messenger and just keeping each other updated throughout. I have had the opportunity where I've had a guest on my show and then we end up at the same conference and it's so cool to be able to meet them in person because maybe right. I haven't met them in person before. Right. Yeah. And so you, and before we get to Sky's response on the follow up with guests and all that, you, you did allude to what my next question was going to be uh, before we take a quick commercial break. You mentioned an anecdote of how you've gotten a client from uh, your show and it, not necessarily from a guest, but for, as a referral. Can you talk to us about that? Like how did that happen and what was the impetus to that? And you know, I'd love if Jen and Sky have anecdotes like that as well. But Aaron. Yeah, often when I'm having these conversations with a guest, just like Sky did at the beginning, like, oh, I need to connect you to this person. We'll be right. talking and each of us will say, oh, wait, I have somebody that I need to connect to you. And I I right. and we have, we both normally say, like, we don't know what that collaboration must look will look like, but I just know I need to connect you. Uh, so I've had that happen with clients, but I've also had listeners share the podcast with people in their network. I had one on Sunday, in fact, where somebody said, I'm looking for like knowledge of, you know, I'm a Christian woman and I'm in business, but like my faith community doesn't understand business. My business community doesn't necessarily subscribe to my beliefs. So like, where do I find that? And one of my listeners who also is a friend of mine, she said, oh, you need to listen to this podcast or, um, you know, a listener has referred me and then will send me an email or a DM and say, hey, I have a friend that really needs to work with you. Is it okay if I connect you? Which of course I'm like, yeah, please. So that does yeah, have to happen for sure. And I think from a guest perspective, I definitely as being a guest on someone's podcast, uh, a, a good percentage of my clients come from that. So. That's awesome. Jen, Sky. I, I know both of your shows are much newer. Ha any kind of anecdotes like that happen where connections have led to business, anything like that? Who wants to go first, Sky? You want to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Um, so I had, it was, she was probably my third or fourth guest I'd had. Her name was Megan Ro Wozencroft. Megan, Aaron would really love her because we had a really good connection. We had a friend of a friend who did, she did some marketing for and I had learned that her, her story, she had, um, she had some struggles with alcohol and things, and then she had given her life to God. And um, essentially the church that she was going to plugged her into her media team. So just from the friend of a friend, I decided I wanted to do an interview with her. She was really open to it. She came on as we're talking, the church that I go to, some of the people there listened to it and they heard of another church that had a paid position for her. And they connected her, and I think she's going to be getting a paid position through where they're going to hire her business 
to do all the media for the church and everything. So it's just kind of a beautiful, beautiful story of connection. And it's just, you know, something I didn't expect or plan, but I just think like, it's, it's just the power of podcasting. You just never sure. know. And you're anybody an who's impact. interesting, I want to talk to them. So, right. You're making that yeah. impact and, and that connection obviously um, is, is fantastic. Right. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it not only helps, it's great when our show inspires uh, people, but you know, it's sure. literally putting money in our pocket. So that's a great thing. So yes. Yeah. Jen, any anecdotes in this short amount of time? Yeah, actually, there there are um, there are several. Um, I'll I'll just tell one. So so part of the podcast is the podcast is oriented toward you know expanding farmers and ranchers, but also there's the me figuring out offers, me figuring out other ways that I can be supportive of this community right. in paid ways. So I've been testing some small offers, some short courses, kind of things like sure. that. And, um, and so, and I've only just done a couple of those, but it's been fascinating and fantastic to get, to have someone start to follow on my Instagram, see the podcast, start listening to the podcast. A wonderful woman named Amy in West Wisconsin sent me just lovely messages, um, saying how much she enjoyed the podcast. She ended up uh, taking me up on my very first paid offer. Um, and she's continued to be this, this, you know, she's gone through the, the educational materials. She's had some changes in her life already. Um, and she's become just a great advisor for me on this target audience of people that I want to serve. Cause she's giving me this great feedback. So I just feel like everyone is one, like she won yeah, right, and, right. Win and, and I, yeah, I feel like it, and, 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 and it shows that, look, not again, not only is this fun and inspirational, but it, there's monetization. There's an ROI beyond, let's say, the metrics of getting advertisers, that there is a more uh, sub- substantive and even short-term method of monetizing your podcast. Uh, so that's excellent. Uh, do any of you have advertisers beyond yourselves uh, on your show? All right, great. Well, that's that's my segue. I, I am my own advertiser on this on this show. So we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and then I'd love to wrap up, and I'd love to hear from each one of you. I'm a podcast junkie, as you can imagine. Um, not only what I do for our clients, but uh, I listen and watch podcasts like all the time. Uh, so I'd love to hear from each one of you do, if you have a another favorite show, another podcast host that you're really friendly with, and, and hear uh, not only. Uh, the show, but why you are a fan of that show. But let's take a quick commercial break and we'll come back. Do you want your own podcast like this one? My team will do all the grunt work for you. Just show up, smile, and enjoy talking to your potential clients and referral relationships. Go to videosocials.net slash govip to watch our nine-minute webinar for all the details. Are you a busy lawyer, coach, consultant like me? You should have a podcast done for you to get you more clients, impress your colleagues, and it becomes your perpetual referrals flywheel. We find you the right guests, we schedule your guests, handle all the podcast tech, get you into Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and more done for you. Go to videosocials.net slash govip to watch our nine minute webinar for all the details. Now back to the show. And back to our guests. Um, do do you guys know about our show host networking event? It's literally happening next week. You, Jen, are you coming to to April twenty eighth? I don't know if I can make this next one, but I was on the last one and it was really fun. I totally recommend it. I learned so much from the cool. Workouts. It was great. 
Are you going to be able to? So May twenty sixth, the RSVP is up. If you're not uh, available for this coming Thursday, I mean, cool. put you live on the spot. But check your calendar; it'd be great to have you again. Yeah, no, I'm yes, go on. Friends as well. Like I forwarded out the information. Oh, cool! Thank you so much. Yeah. So, um, you know, for Aaron and Sky, and for everyone else uh, listening, uh, for everyone who hosts a podcast or a live stream, or if you have aspirations, you've been thinking about sh- starting a show because people have been telling you you ought to be a podcast host. Um, it's a great networking opportunity. So every month, just about the last Thursday of every month, we do it on Zoom. It's you know usually like a hundred people there. We do breakout rooms, and it's basically an opportunity. Not only you're promoting your show. But to some extent, more importantly, you're getting to know other podcast hosts who interview subject matter experts like you. And so it becomes an opportunity for you to be featured on other people's podcasts as well. But just similar to this show and as a microcosm, that's kind of a more macro setting of us kind of breaking bread and kind of getting to know from one another what worked, what, how we started, why we started, tools, resources, the why, and also how we grow our, our shows as well, and you know how do we monetize, all those kinds of questions. Erin, do you know about the Show Host Networking event? I was just looking at that, so okay. I, I may have and missed it, but... <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so if you're available, it's, it's this coming Thursday. It happens to be on April 28th. It's the last Thursday of April. So it's 1 o'clock Eastern, so it's just shy, under two hours of 3 p.m. We wrap up so people can make it to their 3 p.m. Eastern appointments, wherever time zone they are. Sky, do you know about it? I think you do, right? I think you're- I know all about it because I yeah, got okay. all your emails, yeah. and okay. uh, yeah. which were which are fine. I, I actually enjoyed them, but I uh, I meant to be in the last one and then a client needed me to run out and help them with something. So uh, my goal would definitely be to be a part of the Thursday one if I can, okay, cool. if I can. All right. Well, you will probably get, um, well, are you RSVP'd? No, I need to get on okay. this one. Okay, well, that, that RSVP, I'll, do, I'll RSVP, do it right now. Don't because, worry. Yeah, everyone's going to get an email. All the RSV people are going to get an email over the weekend. Um, I don't know if I'm, I'm sending it out uh, again because I, I think I hit up uh, the email list a little much. Uh, but people know about the show, about the show's networking event. It'll be great for you to be part of April 28th. Uh, but then the next one, if I'm uh, not mistaken, is May 26th. The RSVP for that is already up, and there are already dozens of people RSVP'd for that. Uh, so that'll be great. Um, Aaron, are you also a podcast junkie like I am? I tend to be, yes. <laughs> okay. And when do you do you watch podcasts? Like, are you like a YouTube podcast watcher, or just listen? No, I'm not. Okay. I'm definitely an audio listener. Audio. Even though my podcast is is audio, but then I put the video onto right. YouTube. I definitely like to listen. I mostly listen in the car or when I'm out right. walking or that sort of thing. And and are you a, a fan? Do you have a fan favorite of another talk show host? Uh, yeah, I do. And I um I I know you asked us this, and I I don't know if I answered the same thing. So um, find out. I am a fan of um, and she's also a friend of mine. I've had the opportunity to get to know her, Krista Hutchins. She has a podcast called Do a New Thing, and what I love about her podcast is it's about project management, but not like in a boring way. About really like. <laughs> managing like your business, your ministry, et cetera. She breaks everything down into really simple tasks. And what I love is two things. Number one is that at the end of her introduction, she says, okay, let's go solve a problem. And I'm like, that is so practical. I love that. And then at the end of her podcast, she says, so here is your one simple thing. And it, it really, for busy people and ambitious overachievers like myself, like to boil it down to one thing, is challenging for me. And so I love that she does that. Cool. That's awesome. 
what about you, Sky? Do you listen to podcasts or you do you watch oh, them yeah. on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, quite and a bit. Um, the person. When, when do you when when do you consume your podcast? Is a nice. I usually work, work out. Um, like the last two three years, I've been on a really big health journey, so I'll work okay. out between five and six in the morning, almost wow. six seven days a week. So I normally I'm listening while I'm working out is the way I like to, uh, to consume it. But, um, just to get my mind off of the actual exercise, Uh, (laughs) um, but who I'm listening to right now is Clay Travis. He's a, um, he's an attorney who became a sports guy, but on his other podcast he does, it's called wins and losses. He interviews all kinds of people about life and their journeys. And, um, his, his kids are similar ages to my kids. So, there's just a lot of parallels there where I'm like always picking up something where I could, you know, apply it to me and my children and business. Sure. It's, it's, it, he covers a little bit of everything. So I really enjoy him. How did you get to know his show? Um, it was a crazy thing. I was actually working for a bank a few years ago and I'm driving to work and like, I just did not want to listen to the radio, like all the songs on the radio, I'd heard them. So I was clicking through like AM radio for some reason. And I came across his sports show but he wasn't talking about sports. He was doing a segment on um, these, these tigers in India that had attacked a village and he had the tiger hunter on. And I was like, this is incredible. I like, <laughs> I was, I've been hooked on him ever since. It's just something right. different about his show and the way he does things. Fair enough. Jen, is there uh, uh, well, before we even get to who you're a raving fan of, are, are, do you listen to a lot of podcasts? I yeah. have. Uh, and for years and years, um, <clears throat> I've been a podcast fan for. Was it was it while you're in the tractor, or like when do you listen? Um, yeah, when I do physical work, uh, I actually don't. I don't own a tractor, but um, I have to walk around and move net fencing for the sheep. I have to do lots of physical work, so that tends to be when I listen. Um, and I used to when I used to work for the university, I drove to farms and did farm visits and a lot of car time was always an audiobook or, or a podcast. Um, and I'm in a podcast. It was very difficult when, when you sent this question because I'm in a podcast cohort of about 500 other people who have been taking this course and we're supporting each other and they have so many excellent podcasts. But um, one of my favorites is called Off the Canvas with Jen Vandevoren. Um, she's out of Canada. And what I absolutely love is it's not easy necessarily to do an art podcast. You know, it's visual, it's audio. Sure. But what I really love about her approach, um, her her episodes tend to be fairly short. They're sort of a 15 to 20 minute. They're very, you know, um, you can just get in, get out with those. She is about making art in every every part of your life and she just talks about that like how can you incorporate a, just a little bit, bit of how can you make art for five minutes today and I feel very similar to Aaron super driven person absolutely like always going 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 the journey I feel like I'm on these days is what is actually realistic and what is restful and what is sure. that balance of being a hustling person and also right. being a person who rests and recreates and so to have someone out there in the world encouraging me to do art for five minutes a day is exactly what I need. And I feel like her message is what a lot of people need is how do you do something that is creative, that is actually like heart work. That's just that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, 
That's really great. So yeah, thanks for that uh, recommendation. That's really cool. Uh, as we wrap up, Jen, what's an easy way for people to get to know you and get to know your show and, and get to know what you do for a living? Absolutely. Everything is right at choosingtofarm.com. You can sign up onto um, the mailing list. You can get your lead magnet freebie. You can do all the stuff. You can listen to all the episodes, drop a review, all of those. Cool. What, what kind of lead magnet do you offer for your listeners and for so, <laughs> so, so choosing to farm is also incorporated with a lot of success work and helping farmers be successful. So actually I have um, a top 10 book list for cool. folks um, who are training on these days. Yeah. What about you, Aaron? What's a good way for people to get to know you and the work you do and listen and watch the podcast and all that stuff? So AaronHarrigan.com, you can find everything. You can grab my four keys to redefine hustle right there. Uh, but I also have a lot of fun on Instagram and I make what I think are fun and silly reels about pursuing success God's way. So you can find me on Instagram at Aaron D as in David Harrigan. Cool. And Sky, what about you? Uh, my website is skytheserviceguy.com. All my links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram are all going to be on there. And then you can find the show everywhere where podcasts are listened to Sky the Service Guy. Do you do do you offer any kind of lead magnet or freebie or anything like that to your listeners and and all that that, that you drive people yeah. to? Not really. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Good. My time. If they want. Yeah. If they want. If they want help. If, your your if, time. If, they can grab your time. With that's a very yeah. Expensive. If they if they want yeah exactly. This time is very very valuable to me. So if they want help with their business, it's I'm very easy to get on the phone and they can cool. have five ten minutes and we can see if I can help them. Great. This show went a little bit longer, but I, this was so inspirational and so awesome to see the connection between the three of you, I think is fantastic. Uh, I am sure the three of you will continue to get to know one another and network and, and maybe even be part of each other's shows and success, et cetera. So Jen, Aaron, Sky, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys, if not at the April event uh, to May 26th. Um, I forgot Absolutely. to mention on the show itself that people could go to RSVP for the event at videosocials.net slash show hosts, both plural, videosocials with an S at the end, dot net slash show hosts, also plural S at the end. This is fantastic. Um, this is great. Congratulations to each one of you for not only starting and, and succeeding with the show, but in inspiring and connecting so many people. Again, my name is Vikram Rajan. I am the host of Why We Podcast, and we certainly talk about how their show helps everyone around them from not only themselves and their and their businesses but their audience their clients their guests and it's fantastic i'm looking forward to not only seeing you three at the next show host networking event but everybody watching and listening and we'll catch you next time thank you again thanks thank you